When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Is it for charity at all? Uh, not that I know of. It's just somebody decided it would be fun. Mackey and Judd. It's like a clown car, but much smellier. On 1500 ESPN. Louie Nanny joins us now as he does. Very good, David. Each a Thursday at 10 o'clock. Uh, start you off with this one, sir. Uh, your concern about the fact that uh, Devin Dubnik is now being listed by the Wild as week-to-week, meaning Alex Stalock is the guy for now. I'm not really concerned a lot because Alex has been playing well, and I'm I'm very comfortable with him in that. I, I just obviously hope that he continues the way he's been playing, and, and I've been more than satisfied with the way he's been playing. I'm with you. I I like him a lot, and and here's the thing. Here's among his attributes I really like. He can really play the puck. Oh, he's very good at that. He's I always, like him. He's always done that. He. I, he you know, if you ever watch him in the beauty league in the summer, he even gets a little more. Dangerous and uh, he does during the wild games. He loves playing the puck. He's been that way all, all the way since high school. Three on three, sir. This is remarkable. This team was until they so they lost in November at some point to Jersey, and they looked like a disaster in that format. Since then, I think they've won three games. Uh, that overtime period against the Flames on Tuesday was a lot of fun. The the adjustments that they've made to me are really impressive. Well, we actually talked about this Judd about a month and a half ago, two months ago, and I think that uh, uh, we were very uncomfortable with the way they were playing there. And I think the most important things that they've done to start with are making better changes, mm-hmm. staying out a shorter period of time, which was crippling them. I, uh, you know, I can I'm not going to name names, but you know as well as I do who was staying out there too long and getting caught tired. Yeah, I do. Plus, plus they use speed more than they were using before. Their groups are are more tended towards speed. They don't have two or three guys that aren't their quickest guys in one unit. Mm-hmm. Third, using a couple defensemen to start to give them to give them the mindset of playing defense as well as offense to get them you know focused on that part of the game. I just think it's been uh, tremendous. It's been tremendous. And Dumba, you know what? He's got, he's got his faults for sure. I get that. Uh, and and we've certainly discussed those uh, before. But if God put a person on earth to play play that OT, yeah. it's Dumba. I mean, he is perfect for it. Yeah, he really is. He plays very well in that. He, he he's good. At, first of all, he's got good speed. Then he's good at handling the puck. Then he can shoot rockets. And the, you know, he he also knows defense more than forwards do. So he fits a lot of those categories. And I think that uh, uh, he's he's really. Uh, found a home there. I, you know, he, he's a guy that 
when you're going up to three on three, he's one of the guys you're looking for that got uh, the ability to score the goal for you. Hey, Louis, uh, take me through uh, the difficulty potentially too of because for a long time in that uh, OT, you know, Koivu, Suter, and veteran guys would start. How difficult is that for a coach to say, okay, guys, I get the fact that you're paid a lot and and you are and you remain vitally important to this team, but we're not going to start you. I don't think it's difficult at all. When you're a coach, you just play who you think is going to fit the situation. It's no different than a shootout. You know, uh, look at how many times uh, when Gabrick was here, he never won in a shootout. Yep, Gretzky wasn't used in a shootout in the World Championships. I mean, I mean, there's guys that you know that. I've seen coaches make moves that you scratch your head, but that's who he thinks at that time should be there. And he is a coach, and they've got the uh, the confidence to make the moves they want to make, and that's the way a coach should be. Koivu now, 21 games, no goals. Cause for concern to you? Yes, it's concerning. You'd like to see him score some goals. You know he's going to always play so well defensively and checking and doing that. But at the same time, having said that, you need some production from uh, a centerman that's getting that lot of ice time. Mm-hmm. And and when you're 21 goal, I mean, that's a quarter of the season. I know. And four goals. Goal. And so, yeah, sure, it's a concern because you, you'd like to at least say in 21 games he's going to get you two or three goals. Then, then at least you're on a 12-goal pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, two things I like as, as well, Lou. Uh, one is I'm, I'm hoping that when Spurgeon comes back that they continue uh, to place Suter with Dumba because I like that pair. I think that that helps. And I think they went to this. I want to say we talked last Thursday and they switched to this on Friday. I like the fact that, that Boods finally took his top six guys and put them together. I like I like that those top six those top six guys, top two lines now are their are their best guys. And I, and I agree with you. I think that you know they're going to get the most ice time. The top three lines are going to be considerably on the ice more than the fourth line. So you might as well have your best players on those top three lines and have a complete, if you need it, almost complete checking in with some ability to score. But at least the fourth line, what they're supposed to be doing out there, is not giving you anything and giving your guys a rest to do something. Mm-hmm. And then if they can chip in with a goal, fine. But uh I don't, I don't, I don't think you can. And I was looking at the time on ice of a lot of the better teams in the league, and their fourth line is not getting a lot of ice compared to the other three. And sure. I don't think if you don't, in the essence, shorten your bench, and that's what you do when you're playing your top three lines more, that you're going to have the uh, ability to win as many games because it just goes to a matter of fact. If those guys are on the ice, say one quarter of the time, the fourth line. Mm-hmm. That's almost like killing the clock. Yes. You're giving the other team, whoever it is, if they're playing their fourth line, say, a third less, you're giving them a third more opportunity of that fourth line's time to score a goal than you got. Erickson Eck a concern to you? No, not at all. I think that uh, he plays a lot in uh, in the manner of a Koivu, and, uh, which means he thinks defense first and he's playing that way first. But I think as they... As they give him freedom, he's, he's got the ability to score. I, I, I have to tell you, when I looked at him, I went to the rookie camp this year in Traverse City, and you know there were seven teams there, and a lot of good prospects. Obviously, Erickson Eck was at the top with any of them. He really can play the game. He's just, I, I think he's just got to get to the point where he's confident in his ability to be in the lineup and yes. let him play, and, and then let him go, and, and he'll get you some points. That's the one thing. He, he doesn't seem assertive. No. 
And and I think it's being young, being a rookie, and fighting for time. But but uh, having said that, I think that they got to realize, you know, this guy could score some goals. And you know, you might you might think it's a long shot, but he might be a guy that they got to start maybe giving him some uh, power play time to give him the confidence to try and do things and, and score goals because he's capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. And then if you're showing confidence in him, uh, maybe it'll loosen him up a little bit where he can start producing because he does have the ability to do that. He's he's a very smart, talented player, yes. and, and he should be producing, and I think he will produce when he gets the confidence that they have confidence in me. Yes, it scored a what first game, I think, and and you can see it in flashes there. His game comes and goes as far as as he shows you ability at times. But then, like I said, I think his confidence wanes, and and it's not that his game becomes awful, but it's just not assertive. So, yeah, it's the young guys, you know, fighting for ice time, and and uh, you know, all the coaches are the same. We're all the same. And when when push comes to shove, and, and you're worried about situations in the game, look at off and the young guys sit. They don't they don't play because they don't have the experience. Or the coach got more confidence in experienced players, and they start taking ice time away from the kids, and the kids then start playing tighter. Kyle Quincy gone now, Louie, but explain this to me, please. So they signed Quincy. He's a journeyman veteran, correct? Right. He comes here, and I believe that they had talked to him about playing on the right side on defense, and I think he agreed to it. And then they start training camp, and he said, no, I play on the left side. I'm not going to play on the, the right. Riley, who's a kid, says, okay, I'll do it. How... How on earth does a veteran player who is trying to get a job have the audacity to tell you what he's going to do? Well, uh, I guess you might say he's maybe just expressing where he's more comfortable. I don't know if he's telling you I won't play there. I can't believe he said that because you just don't say that. Yeah. And and uh, I just expect that he might have said, I'm not comfortable on that side. I'd rather be on the other side. But uh, and and that I can understand. You know, some guys just aren't comfortable playing their offside. Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest uh, surprise, good and bad for for you so far from this team. Oh, I'd have to say the inconsistency in the net. You know, they they've gone real good, and then they've had you know stretches a lot of bad goals. Mm-hmm. And and you can't overlook that. I mean, you you want to hide it, but you can't. You can't hide it. A bad goal in the game. I think that 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 was it. And the injuries to me, I mean, they, they really suffered, uh, you know, serious, serious injuries. When you got five guys out of the lineup at one time like they did, that's unusual. I mean, I'm looking at the Rangers because, uh, you know, selfishly, I know my grandson's going to be the next call-up for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. He's leading them in scoring. They have got only the Ginnabad hurt all year. They haven't had an injury. Wow. And, and and you look at so many of the other teams, the injuries are going through. They're not nearly as devastating as the Wild. They might have a guy here, a guy there. And now the Leafs have suffered one because Austin Matthews has been out. He's not playing tonight. Yeah. I'm very disappointed, Louie. So am I. This kid is, I want to see him. He's mind-boggling. He's tremendous. It was supposed to be him tonight and McDavid this weekend. Yeah. I was very excited, and now I'm very disappointed by this. Yeah, well, and that's got to be concerning to them because it tells you that you know, they must be leery of a, of a headache. I mean, of a concussion. Yeah. Because that's where he got it. And boy, that's something you don't want to see happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most uh, pleasant surprise from the wild for you? Uh, you know, right now, I guess uh, Stewart really came off to, uh, if you didn't have him early in the year, you'd beat out even more points. Mm-hmm. But it's his ability to score goals and shootouts that meant points. 
Yep. And then scoring early in the year, even though they sit him every now and then because he doesn't score. That's not what he's, he was coming there for. And you know what happens, and all of a sudden he scores like six goals in ten games, and then when he doesn't score, then you're taking him out of the lineup. I mean, I, I like him in the lineup. He makes a difference to me. Okay, breakaways. They are the damnedest thing. As you just said, Gretzky was bad at them. Wayne Gretzky, in, in fact, I think he acknowledged he couldn't stay. I don't stay. want to see he's bad at them. <laughs> well, he struggled. He's, for Gretzky, he struggled. But but yeah. but what's so great about this discussion is, as you just also said, Chris Stewart is actually very good at them. I can't figure out. it's. It doesn't make a ton of sense sometimes. No, it doesn't, and you can't. But, uh, you know, I mean, the Wild got a guy that's really good on breakaways. No, we're not talking shootout. We're talking breakaways. Stahl, when he gets in a breakaway, his chances of are definitely better than 50-50 because he's, he's scored a lot of goals and breakaways for the Wild in a year and a half. Goudreau uh, on, his, uh, on his shootout attempt Tuesday night, okay? Why can we not clear this rule up? When I was a kid, if you got, if you got a penalty shot, mm-hmm. your momentum starts towards the goal, the puck has to go towards the goal. If the puck stopped or it came off your stick, it was over. Goudreau, as far as I could tell, on his attempt, uh, went around the goaltender a little bit, skated backwards, Attempted to keep the puck going forwards and scored. That shouldn't be a goal, I don't think. Well, you know, I was looking at that hard, and I I, I don't know where it was going backward, but certainly going sideways. You're <laughs> right. You can do. But I, I think that what you're talking about is almost like his attempt had stopped. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, when, the is, momentum, the, yes. when is the attempt over? Yes. And And that's something that, you know, they might have discussion on that eventually because if this kid does it again against somebody else and it starts to come up a lot, you're going to see, you'll probably see a discussion on it because that was borderline, that's for sure. At best, it was borderline. I can't see how they say, no, that, you know, it's not because it's almost like, you know, he's past, past the net and he's going off to the side. Not To me, the puck wasn't going exactly towards the net when you're backing up. Yep. You know, you might be going forward, but it wasn't going towards the net. So I, I just don't know if that, and when you're done or on the goal line, if that if that means anything. So here's what drives me nuts, Louis. Though it, it, is it's uh, and they're talented, so they're great players. But Kane Goudreau, this has become like a like a fun skills thing. I think the penalty shot, uh, and I think this should this should maintain the integrity of your momentum has to be going towards the goal. Because I don't think it's supposed to be a gimmick. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, yeah, uh, you that's know, my I, problem with it. I, I you know, I, that's why I said if he does it one more time, I think you're going to see a lot of discussion about it. Okay, uh, back in your day, North Stars players who who would have thrived in three on three overtime. Oh, Broughton? when I was managing, or, sure, yeah, yeah, when I was managing, Broughton, well, yeah, you know, you uh, Hartsburg was amazing. Oh. You know, not only not only handle a puck and play great defensively. You could skate. I think Hartsburg would be one. Broaden would be one. Um, Cicerelli, you know, because he could score, you give him a chance and it's going to be in the net. Yep. Bobby Smith would, the way he handled the puck and that, you know, it's really tough to stop him one-on-one with his six-foot-five height and his reach and puck handling ability. I think I think those guys definitely, Madonna, obviously, I mean, he would have been oh, out yeah. of this world, you know. Yep. So. I think from when I was a kid, if you had started, what, what if you had started uh, Hartsburg on defense, Bobby at center, then Dino on the yeah. wing, mm-hmm. or or would would you have gone one forward two D? Well, no, no, I I'd, I'd go one one D 
because Hartsburg was good enough. Hartsburg, people don't realize how good this guy. We we lost him, you know, in the midst of his prime. Yep. Was, uh, career-ending injury. This guy was, in, no, he was all-star caliber because he played there. But I mean, this guy was, you know, he was potentially, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame caliber if he was playing with, a, you know, for the rest of his career because of the way. He, I, I just can't tell you how good this guy was. He, you take Madonna and, and uh, Cicerelli and you know Bobby Smith. This guy was, was far and away. There's no defenseman that came close to him in my mind in the history of the North Stars. Bad knees, right? No, knee? it was a hip. Oh, it was, it was a hip. hip. Okay, in the boards and the, and the, it was a hip injury. I think it was in Edmonton. He got it one night, and then that was it. And he started WHA. Is that correct? Yeah. Did he yeah. play he, in Birmingham? He was old and he just dominated. Yeah. So he is so the the two guys that I thought that that you had when I was a kid who I never got to see uh, uh, play at complete strength I thought was uh, Craig and Gary Sargent because Gary Sargent was a heck of a player who you he signed from the Kings. Unbelievable! And let me tell you, I said those uh, Sargent. He almost had to, somebody says who's the best two defensemen played for North Stars is easily uh, Hartsburg and the other one I have to say Sargent. He didn't play much, but he would have been the, the second best. Well, his back was bad. Pretty early on in his tenure with you guys, right? Didn't he hurt his back pretty early? Yeah, and that's why we lost five defensemen in two years. That's why when we, yep. we, you know, people wonder why we went down a bit. We lost Hartsburg, Sargent, Mandich, uh, uh, Tom Hirsch, who would have been a phenomenal defenseman. He only played about 15, 20 games. Yep. And then David Quinn, our first-round pick, to a blood disease. Five defensemen. Tommy Hirsch, I remember the game to this day, and I'm sure you, you do as well. Uh, exhibition game, I want to say, or a game in Edmonton. Shoulder, right? Dislocated yeah, the shoulder. Right. And and what's sad about that is that's the type of thing that I'm sure they could fix today with no real problem. Right, right. Drives you crazy. All right, sir. Thank you very much, Louie. Thank you. Nice talking to you. See you. You too. Take care. Right. Uh, let's do this. I think Phil is uh, is on his way back or uh, back. Let's do some hot stove next, David Harrigan. And... Uh, Let's talk about Ron Gartenhire. I think that Ron Gartenhire should invoke the Lemon Law to get out of this job because he has been set up to fail in a big way. It's a lemon. Now, exactly what is this special surprise you mentioned there? Mackie and Judd are back on 1500 ESPN. One thing that hasn't changed is the Yankees and their money and the way they built the power teams. How do you keep the ball in the ballpark against uh, those guys now with Stanton on the team? Have you seen my record against the Yankees? Yeah. <laughs> I apologize for you asking. I think I've got that figured out yet. We're going to try to figure it out this year, okay? I appreciate you bringing that up, Scott. That's great. That's great. Mackie and Judd back at full strength. Yo, dudes. John. That, of course, was Ron Gardenhire joking around. Now, but, but not really, actually. Well, and this might be the last time he laughs for a long time. So, the Detroit, because he has the Detroit Tigers <laughs> traded second baseman Ian Kinsler yesterday to the Angels. You also will recall that they traded Justin Upton in August to the Angels. Yeah, Verlander's gone. J.D. Martinez was traded. Justin Wilson is gone. I think Gardy should go back to the Tigers now and invoke the old car deal, the Lemon Law, and say, "I was sold a bill of goods here. I don't want. I've got no interest." Ron Gard, this is. I the, don't think he was sold a bill of goods. I think he knew exactly what the Tigers. But does he really? Were and weren't. But I mean, at his age, 
Does he really want a job? And clearly he does. But does he really want to put up with a job where you are going to spend the next three years being terrible? Yes. And and, and within that time, someone's going to pay him like and within three million dollars a year to travel I, around. I and think five star cuisine. I think I'd year. rather make a lot and be a bench coach and and take the difference there because he's going to essentially what's going to happen is he's, he's going to get three years or less. The GM, same thing. And they're all going to get blown out here, and they're going to win about, at the rate they're going, 62 games this season. So a bench coach, I think, makes about $200,000. You'd rather make one, what's the math on that, one-twelfth the amount of money. If I managed, if. Who cares if, if you get fired? It ain't your fault. No one's going to blame Ron Gardner. Money doesn't buy happiness, Phil. If I managed. Be happy losing. Wait, 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 wait. And looking hold at your on, bank hold account. Hold on, hold on, you got, You're not taking into account something very important. Number one is I'm guessing I'm guessing that the Garden Hires saved while he had the Twins job, at which he made Pretty good dough. The other thing, and, and most important, remember how unhealthy this guy got when the pressure was on? I would rather, I would take the amount that a bench coach gets for peace of mind to keep my health than I would. He is going to stress out. He's going to get defensive again. Well, that's his problem. And I get, no, I know, but I'm just saying from a standpoint of what's best for him, I would rather take less money. And lower the stress. You know he's going to come here next year at some point in time, and he's going to have ballooned up sixty-five pounds again, and he's going to look like death. Wow. Uh, okay. It's Gardy. It's Gardy. He can't oh, help dude. himself. Um, well, I mean, it's, if, Law. if you if you're him and you don't look at the roster, look around the division. Look at the Twins, the Indians, the White Sox are about to get Manny Machado, according to reports today. Yeah, I saw that. And there's one year left on his deal, so I don't know. I mean, they're not going to win next year, even with Manny Machado. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're Ron Gardenhire and you look around the division and then look at your roster and think anything other than I'm going to be comfortable in last place for a couple of years here, that's your problem. If you stress out about a roster that has mostly AAA he, players, I don't think he can help himself. That's on you. He's going to put on 50 pounds and he's going to look absolutely awful, and we're all going to be very concerned again about Gardy. I won't be concerned. He'll be fine. He makes a lot of money and he's a big boy. He can be fine. Hey, he's going to be a big boy. The, the Twins are the front runners right now, according to multiple reports. I believe Mike Berardino had this from the Pioneer Press for Fernando Rodney on the final day here of these winter meetings. So Fernando Rodney is 41 years old. He's now been with eight different teams since coming in the league in 2002. And uh, he's bounced around mostly National League Diamondbacks. He was Padres and Marlins in 2016. Cubs and Mariners in 2015. Uh, He was with the Rays for a couple years. Uh, The guy has 300 career saves, but he walks the plank. He still gets a bunch of strikeouts, Mm -hmm. but he walks everybody. He goes through two or three month stretches where you have to like bench him. I think the Diamondbacks didn't pitch him for three weeks last year because he was so bad before the All-Star break. But the Twins are going to take a flyer. He, but then he has two or three month stretches of dominance. So mm-hmm. we'll see if they if they pull the trigger there. All these names are flying off the board. Steve Ciszek just signed with the Cubs. Addison Reed is still out there. Fernando like Rodney Reed. is out there. Brandon Kinsler signed with the Nationals. Nationals, yeah, two-year deal. Yep. So the names are kind of running out, but there's still some guys out there, and Addison Reed would seem to be the best of the bunch. What's the uh, speculation about the uh, the price for Rodney? Have we well, seen anything? Everybody's getting, it's going to be at least $7 million a year, I would think. I don't know if it's going to be a multi-year deal for him, but uh, pretty much everybody with a pulse is getting 5 $6 million a year minimum as a back-end reliever. Kinsler was only about $10 million over two years with a bunch of incentives if he closes or gets saves. 
So, oh, hold on a second here. Craig Mish, who is a Sirius XM guy. Uh, oh, there it is. Berardino just Fern- tweeted Fernando Rodney. One year deal. Six million dollars. Okay. Jim Bowden, one year deal, six million dollars. Fernando Rodney. That'll be fun. You know, there's going to be a lot of angry, uh, angry Twins fans who don't like, like you. The bobblehead like will be great. The, the hat off to the side. The bobblehead's going to be great. Can we get a bobblehead where he's shooting the arrow? Yeah, that's to what I'm saying. Yeah. Paul? Hat off to the side, and he's turned around from, from the imaginary bobblehead mound yeah. shooting the arrow. Yes, it'll work perfect. So, real quick, we'll get to stuff here real quick. All right. If it was a one year, $6 million deal, and I, and I think they're going to make more moves. This isn't the only pitcher they're going to put on the roster. They're going to get a starter at some point, but. Uh, if it were Fernando Rodney, one year six million, which is the deal, or Brian Shaw, twenty seven million over three years. Mm-hmm. So you have to guarantee three years to a guy versus. I, I do like the shorter term contracts here. Brian Shaw is a better reliever, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I do Brian Shaw. God, if, you find, th- if you could find a two year deal instead, like Addison Reed on a two year deal. Here's where I'm willing to side with what these guys are going to do, and I don't. I rarely say this. I don't know their plan. Now, most of the time, I look at the plan and I'm like, I don't like that plan. But I'll give these, but but I think these guys are smart. And I've said this the whole time. So I will give them the benefit of the doubt and say, I don't know their plan. And, and I don't know. These guys don't seem to me to be the type of people uh, that because they, they had the unexpected playoff success of last year who are going to completely blow their plan up either. So I think we are working sort of blind here in the fact that we don't really know where they're going. So I am will I, I am willing to say everything they do, I'm curious to see how it f- turns out and falls out because there's probably more in 2018. And uh, Fernando Rodney will be, it'll be fun at the very least. Uh, he's going to be, he had 39 saves for Arizona last year, a 4.23 ERA. His expected ERA was actually closer to three. So I don't know if there was some bad luck there or what happened, but uh, Fernando Rodney and, is now. And you said he got benched for like two weeks. There was a stretch where they just, they just let him rest mentally for like two or three Sounds weeks. Like it wasn't an injury. Yeah. That's kind of what it was. <laughs> All right. What's coming up in stuff you should know about Dave. Well, mom's mad. We have to get into that. There's also secrecy in the NFL jumping the shark and a very prominent local athlete lost badly in a social media yes. burn fest feud thing. And th- I'm thankful to the guy who burned him because I think he needs it. We'll get to that. Um, Chris Lindahl and his team. In fact, Chris is coming in today. We're gonna uh, we're gonna collaborate on some stuff today after the show is over. You know, I'm a big believer in the Chris Lindahl team and everything they bring to the table as the number one Remax results team. We're talking expert marketers that can absolutely drive the value of your house through the roof, just like they did for my condo about ten or twelve months ago. Uh, and now through Friday, so what's the day today? Thursday. So you got today and tomorrow to enter. The big holiday giveaway, chrislindahl.com. Somebody is going to win a free listing contract with the Chris Lindahl team. That means someone's going to get their house sold for free with the full marketing that goes with it, all of that marketing expertise. And all you have to do to enter is go to chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K. Or call 763-401-SOLD. chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. Or 763-401-SOLD. Chris Lindahl the number one REMAX results team. 
We've got some big news. Mackie and Judd now continue. Can you smell it? On 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. In sports, there's a lot of stuff you should simply be aware of. There was stuff going on that no one talked about. That's pretty heavy stuff. Let me show you some stuff. I don't do that stuff no more. This stuff can give you brain damage. And then there's the stuff you should know about. Lots of great stuff. This is the fun stuff. I love this stuff. Good stuff. Man, this stuff's good. This is that kind of stuff. I want to check that stuff out. Mackie and Judd now continues. This is very serious stuff we're talking about here. With stuff you should know about. All right, Dave Harrigan, you teased some pretty exciting stuff today. Yeah, let's start it with it. The social media burn heard around the world. Joel Embiid, big man, very talented young big man, Philadelphia 76ers. Putting up the photo on his Instagram the other night, you see it right here, him uh, going up for a nice uncontested layup versus the Timberwolves in that victory and captioning it, Euro stepping our way through Minnesota and we ended up raising the cat last night. Hashtag the process. A certain other cat, Carl Anthony Towns, happened to notice it and said, uh, well, that picture looks a little bit grainy to me. Maybe I should have a nice little fun with my guy, Joel, and I'm maybe make make a little quip on social media. So oh he uh, threw a little comment. That caption was as trash as your picture quality. Dude. Unfortunately, cat, dude. Joel got the upper hand when he fired back to at Carl Towns better quality than your defense. Yeah, like such an obvious setup too. If you're cat and you start typing that, don't you think, well, I, there's no way I can get the last word here because the last word is always I posterized you four times in that game. Scoreboard. That's the right. word. Yes. So like literally anything you say, you smell funny. You're ugly. And I posterized you that's nine just times. That's nice if you said he smelled funny or was ugly. That's personal shots. Yeah. And smell my armpit while I dunk over your head while you flail on the baseline. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad Joel Embiid put Carl uh, Anthony Towns in his place. You don't try to BASF Joel Embiid without getting dunked on in the comment section of Instagram. Probably true. Well, oh, Rick, whoa, whoa, what whoa, happened? Wait, I don't know. Is Rick okay? Ric Flair might might be having some issues here. There we go. Oof. Interesting. Rick. Rick Man. Flair got a, little, you, you, fro- got a little frozen up there. Well, you know he's not doing great these days. No. That makes me very nervous. <laughs> Get a little worried. Uh, Jim Caldwell kicked off the regular Wednesday press conference, taking the first question and not running anywhere with it. Your favorite movie? I do, but I care not to share it. You <laughs> might oh. misunderstand. I don't have time to explain. <laughs> How about your second would so not he, like to share his favorite movie. Because people are going to misunderstand what the movie is. So now we all have to speculate what his favorite movie actually is. Mm. If it's The Notebook, it's okay. Deep Throat? A, a lot of guys have come out and talked about The Notebook being their favorite movie. It could be Deep Throat. It could be. Wouldn't want to explain that one, would you? <laughs> Jim, you want to explain why Deep Throat's your, your favorite film? I care not to explain that. <laughs> Thanks for making this segment incredibly awkward, Judd. Could have run with that. it. You could have run with it. So, uh, over in Lithuania, they're awaiting the arrival of the younger Ball brothers. What are we, Le- Leangelo and Lamello's the youngest one, right? That's Yeah, they've, they've signed with that Lithuanian basketball team. And, oh, everybody's exciting, including the guy who uh, calls Lithuanian basketball games. 
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening for all our spectators from abroad. We are starting live from Lithuania. This is Lithuanian Basketball League game. Vitaltas Prianai Nevežis Kedaini. Mr. Laval Ball, thanks for watching. Oh Leangelo Lamello, we're waiting for you here. A welcoming song for you also. Welcome to Lithuania. Welcome to Lithuania. Welcome to Lithuania. The land of your beautiful basketball. What? <laughs> That was the Bob Costas of Lithuanian that, basketball? That literally happened on Lithuanian oh, television. Uh, so sad. As they were getting ready for the game before the Ball brothers uh, arrived to take their spot with the Is LeVar going to be in Lithuania too, or is he going to hang out in Santa Monica? I'm sure you have to make an appearance, but yeah, you're probably just going to hang courtside at Staples. So did we take the youngest one out of high school altogether to, for this stunt? Is that what he's done? I don't care to get into I, details, Judd. I, I, I just wanted to play the goofy perhaps, announcer yeah. guy. Yeah, I think he took the kid out of high school. Oh, uh, but that was that was the play-by-play the -play guy? Yeah. Pretty good. I mean, I think we need more singing from our play-by-play -play guys, okay? Dave Benz, if you're listening... Lapanta, you want him to sing tonight? I didn't realize Lithuania was the land of beautiful basketball. Yeah, I don't think it is. I, I think that's maybe some false advertising by the Lithuanian play-by-play -play guy. I'll agree to disagree. Uh, Tuesday was the 2017 Michigan bust. The football team end-of-the-year awards banquet hosted by the U of M club in Detroit. Bid on all sorts of items for a big, you know, big uh, silent auction. You get the nice dinner. I imagine a lot of high buck uh, boosters for the team show up there. One of the items, very lovely framed, autographed pair of khakis. Jim Harbaugh signed a <laughs> pair of khakis. They threw it in a frame with the words, those who stay will be champions above it on the bottom of the frame. You get a nice photo of Jim probably wearing maybe those very same khakis. A couple block M's right next to it. Initial bid started at $900. What do you think it got to? Oh, my God. I mean, people know, know really, it just depends on if, if a rich guy. Right. <laughs> $20,000. I, I have no idea. $20,000. Yeah, I'll say ten. Hmm. Played you boys. Nobody bid. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> Nobody really? wants Harbaugh's khakis. Wow, so he has already fallen that far out of favor. No Correct. one wants to bid on his Can't khakis. Can't beat the Buckeyes. Wow. Who wants your khakis? Yeah, they lose khakis like four too. regular season yeah, games. Yeah, very upset. that's true, I guess. If those Michigan fans. I'm surprised. <gasps> Marcus Mariota has not been playing well at quarterback. And uh, after another loss Sunday, he wasn't rude, but he was a little short with the media. You know, he wasn't awful. He didn't walk off the stage, didn't curse anybody out, but he didn't really give long answers. You could tell he was kind of perturbed having to be there. But, well, it was bad enough where uh, somebody chewed him out. Uh, real quick, I just want to say uh, I'm sorry for the way I handled the press conference. Um, I know not everybody was who's was there is here, but, um, you know, I was rude and inappropriate. And, um, you know, I just want to say I apologize for that. So it was funny because... Uh, I got I got a earful a little bit from my mom, so um, you know that's that's how I was raised, and um, you know I appreciate you guys. Uh, understand? Good for him. Mm -hmm. I think that's good. Uh, now, I think it was probably a PR person got to him as well as his mom, and that's fine too. But it's funny how when everything's going great, like last year for him, and all the hype this year, you can maybe okay, you can treat people like crap, and it doesn't matter. Right. But now that he's got like five more interceptions than touchdowns, and People are wondering if he's actually a franchise quarterback. You might want to be nicer to the guys with cameras and microphones. Got some good manners, that young man. 
the basketball game of the night last night was probably Paul George returning to Indiana with his new Oklahoma City Thunder teammates. The big three, by the way, did absolutely nothing in that game. OKC did win, but uh, between George, Anthony, and Westbrook, they combined for just 34 <laughs> points. Yes. Yeah, wow, those three are so having good. a really hard time gelling together. But what they did provide us was a nice little pun courtesy of, I think, a guy who's trying to be the John Sterling of basketball. Listen closely. Daddy's had a knock to it, but gets it back. Along the left sideline, fighting to save it, throws it away. George has the steal. Paul George stole the ball, and he's fouled by Thaddeus Young with 10.7 seconds to play by George the Thunder in possession to win this thing as Paul goes to the free throw line, leading 98-95. He's got to slow that down a little bit. Yeah, you you know, a little too fast past the by George part. He's got to pause after the by George part. Just an awful cliche, too. Don't like it one Probably bit. Probably wrote that six Don't months like ago. It. Yeah, no. Stop it. Don't do it anymore. Could you mix in a Curious George reference? Maybe he did. Is it possible that he spent the entire game doing that that type of thing? Are you Curious George? Yeah. <laughs> you can even flip it around. Uh, Paul George thought he got fouled. Looks like George is curious talking to the ref. Oh, I like that one. You flip like it around there. The yellow yeah. hat yeah. reference. That would be wow. all right, too. Big no, time. No, Love uh, the man in the yellow hat. All right, last one. Brad Stevens, coach of the Boston Celtics, addressing Jalen Brown. He had a little eye issue and he had some inflammation in his eye. He normally wears contact lenses, but for a game or two, he was unable to because of the eye and the inflammation. So he had to wear the, the big Horace Grant goggles on. Didn't like it, wasn't comfortable, played terribly. Luckily, in their last game, he was able to get the contacts back in. He's able to wear them now for at least just two or three hours a day, so he wears them during the games. Things much better. Brad Stevens. He wore contacts tonight. Yeah. Um, he can wear them for a couple hours now, um, the next couple of days. So that's a good advertisement for going to see your optometrist and stuff and seeing is good? Yeah. I, I, I'm. We had some... Uh, Laughs in retrospect about that. Retrospects about that. Oh, that's pretty good. I said retrospect. Oh boy. <laughs> really back to back. It's kind of funny. No, no, it's, it's not at all. No, it, it's, Come on. No, by George followed by that. Not that. No. Yeah, Rick Smith no, thought it was funny. Yeah. A lot of dad jokes today and stuff you should know. About. A lot wow. of dad jokes. So many dad jokes. Hey, speaking of things that aren't funny, it's almost time to play a Christmas tune. It is, yeah. In fact, let's keep the things that aren't funny momentum going with Stick to sports. another track off Songs by the U-Log, Volume 3. Talk more 3 technique. <laughs> Phil Mackey. Clapping backs and shaking hands and kissing babies. You'd see some smiles. You do see some brightness in his eyes. Judd Zolgad. Here's the difference between Judd and me. I'm a pessimist because it's fun. He's a pessimist because he's serious. <laughs> he believes it. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Boys, you know what I love most about baseball? Oh, is it the bombs, Dave? Is it the double switch? No, it's outfield defense. Oh. <laughs> Dashing pole to pole, making all the plays, covering so much ground every night and day, crashing into walls. Watch them as they fly, giant gaps at target field, where doubles go to die. Oh, Byron catches everything, Max makes every play. If you test Eddie's arm, he'll gun you at the play. Hey, Byron catches everything, Max makes every play. If you test Eddie's arm, he'll gun you at the play. 
Just one year ago It was an ugly sight The starting outfield Abigail, Sano, and Wright Ho, ho, ho! Pitchers say their thanks For the luck that they have got What used to be an extra base Now is getting cut Oh, Byron catches everything Max makes every play if you test Eddie's arm, he'll gun you at the play. Right! Hey! Byron catches everything, Max makes every play. If you test Eddie's arm, he'll gun you at the play. Yes, it's songs by the U-Log season, uh, gentlemen. And before we unveil another track, we went a different direction with the third track off songs by the U-Log, tapping into some of Judd's master talents. So uh, the Twins have signed Fernando Rodney, 300 career saves. He had 39 saves last year with the Diamondbacks. He's 41 years old, but he still strikes out 40. a batter printing. Not 41 gonna, yet. He's going to be 41 yes. though when the season starts, I believe, right? Uh, it's a during during the course of the year. So. Okay, so f- whatever, 40, 41. He's old. Um, and we're already, of course, our guy Paul, loyal, loyal listener Paul, already wondering if we can get him to turn his hat straight like every other player. We're going to get a lot of that in Minnesota, I think. Uh, he explained one time to the uh, News Tribune that he likes to keep his hat crooked because it throws the hitter off and also sometimes throws the runner leading off first base off. Like, is he looking at me? I don't know. His hat's his hat's pointed at me. <laughs> the hitter might not know. Oh, is he looking at first hey, base? You know oh, what? my God, he's coming home. If he can close games, no one's going to care. Right. And there's a pretty good chance that he won't close all the games because he has been extremely shaky the last few years, but he always has stretches where he goes like two months of dominance and then a month where he can't get anybody out. Mm-hmm. So the twins signed him one year, four and a half million with incentives up to six. But uh, all right, let's uh, let's unveil song number three here. Track three off Songs by the U-Log, volume three. All right, boys, time for bed. You know Santa's coming. Oh, come Aww. on. Uncle Judd, just a story. We want to hear a story, Uncle Judd. You know you've got to get to bed. Oh, come oh, on. What about the hockey story? Yeah, that's a great one. All right, but just one before you're off to sleepy land. Yay! Towards the start to hockey season and all through the state, wild fans were anxious. They just couldn't wait. Their sweaters were hung in the closet all summer, and now comes some news that's one hell of a bummer. Oh, no. While all down West 7th Street spirits were up, trouble was brewing en route to the cup. The problem, you see, was our superstar Zach, and to be more specific, his troublesome back. This has been a problem before for Parisi, but getting him healthy wouldn't be easy. He tried to rehab, he gave it some rest, but in the end, they decided surgery was best. And so starting the season without their man Zach, the energy wasn't there. The team was flat. So that's not that the boys gave up or they quit. Quite simply, the team just lost all their grit. Oh, no. How else could a loss be explained in this sport? It's not about X's and O's. It's about effort. See, Boudreaux had to look elsewhere for a spark. Surely the team could still find some heart. How to get a win? The only thing on his mind. I know what to do, Bruce said. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. I'll shuffle the lines. Yeah. And shuffled he did. Then shuffled some more, trying to find some way for the Wild to score. Now Suter, now Granlin, now Coyle, and Cullen on Koivu, on Dumba, on Spurgeon, and Stahl. Go get him! But while none of those guys have really done all that much, there have been a couple who have performed in the clutch. Doomnick the goalie, sometimes he's tough to beat. He pitched a few shutouts, a three-game streak. 
At the same time, Zucker was a scoring machine. Six goals in a row. He carried the team. Hope for the playoffs? It's not gone yet, but it would be nice to get a few pucks in that net. But still we must wait for our hard-working wing and hope for the playoffs onto which we cling. It's still within reach, very much in sight. Let's go get a win. Let's get it tonight. Now go to bed, you two. Mm. Oh, thanks, Uncle John. Where's my drink? 